Keynes were arrested today for defacing the Kensington Park War Memorial over. At this time, please stand for the free teams were picked up in the early morning Brit, hours after evidence was left at the scene. Grandpa, something wrong? Some people sure have short memories, and those who are too young to know need to be taught. Come on, I, I want to show you guys something. to defy gravity. To honor my family. I lived in the belly of a beast. I fixed the hearts of iron monsters. I became a worm in the mud for dignity. For honor. For righteousness sake. For God and country. I fought for you. I fought for you. For you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you. For you. For you. For you. For you. I fought for you. I fought for you. I fought for you, and I'd do it again.
At this time, please stand for the posting of the colors and remain standing for the pledges. Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior, from whom the kingdom it stands, one brotherhood, uniting all Christians in service and in love. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will not hide its words in my heart that I might sin against God.
At this time, you may be seated. At this time, we would like to honor our veterans by the lighting of the candles. The red candle in, our, in honor of our deceased veterans is being lit by Caitlin Keyes. The white candle in honor of our active duty veterans is being lit by Shelby Graham. The blue candle is being lit by our living, in honor of our living veterans by Chloe Brinsfield. At this time, we would like to honor our POW MIAs. As you entered the room, you may have noticed a special table. It is reserved to honor our missing men and women. The empty chair represents an American who is missing in action or a prisoner of war from the Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force or Coast Guard, and civilians, all who are with us in spirit. All Americans should never forget the brave men and women who answered our nation's call and served the cause of freedom in a special way. Let me explain the meaning of this table. The table is round to show our everlasting concern. The cloth is white, symbolizing the purity of their motives when answering the call to serve. The single red rose reminds us of the lives of these Americans and their loved ones and friends who keep the faith while seeking answers. The slice of lemon reminds us of their bitter fate, captured and missing in a foreign land. The pinch of salt symbolizes the tears of our missing and their families, who long for answers after decades of uncertainty. The lighted candle reflects our hope for their return, alive or dead. The Bible represents the strength gained through faith to sustain us and those lost from our country, founded as one nation under God. The glass is inverted to symbolize their inability to share a toast. The chair is empty. They are missing. At this time, we will observe a moment in silence to honor our POW and MIAs. Veterans, please stand when your anthem is played.
Veterans or a family member representing a veteran, please come forward when you hear your name. At this time, we would like all veterans or a family member representing a veteran to please come forward. This time we will read through the names of the veterans, active, discharged, or retired. Brian Acosta, Navy. Jane Adcock, Air Force. Daniel Billingsley, Marines. 
Aka Carter, Army. Russell Brenner, Air Force. Dylan Brinsfield, Marines. Billy Joe Cox, Army. Samuel Coy, Army. Jeremy Dial, Air Force. Raymond Gordon, Jr., Air Force. John Hadley, Jr., Navy. John Hadley, Sr., Navy. Leanne Dunn, Army. Jose Flores, Air Force. Adam Ewing, Army. Bill Ewing, Air Force. Lee Fogelman, Air Force. Glenn Hyde, Army. Clint Pingleton, Army. Heidi Pingleton, Army. James Foley, Army. Joshua Ford, Army. Larry Glass, Army. Timothy Gossett, Army. Clint Graham, Navy Reserve. Kelsey Hurst, Army. David Hancock, Army. Emily Hancock, Navy. Gail Hancock, Army. Laura Hancock, Army. Lester Hancock, Navy. Thomas Hancock, Army. Pamela Hardin, Army. Thomas Heidelberger, Army. Kevin Pease, Army. Pamela Hobbs, Navy. Angel Dockman, Army. Anthony Dockman, Army. Michael Johnson, Marines. Ruth May Lovick, Army. Robert Landry, Army National Guard. Randall Mitchell, Marines, Army. Lawrence Mixon, Navy. Daryl Morrison, Army. Rhett O'Neill, Army. Anthony Porter, Air Force. Paul Porter, Air Force. Raymond Pratt, Air Force. Robert Rudd, Army National Guard. Anthony Shirky, National Guard. Mike Simpson, Marines. Weston Smith, Marines. Gina Stone, Air Force. Larry Wilson, Navy. Kenneth Winters, Navy. The names of our deceased veterans. Dennis Clark, Navy. Jesse DeGarso, Air Force. Johnny DeGarso, Air Force. Sam Dial, Army Air Corps. Ronnie Fulton, Army. Jack Hadley, Army Air Force. Bruce Fogelman, Navy. Elwood Fogelman, Army. Alfred Green, Army. William Green, Army. Virgil Griffin, Army. Bill Hagan, 
Army. Bill Hamill, Army. George Hilton, Air Force. S.C. Hilton, Army. James T. Ivey, Army. Dale Johnston, Army Air Corps, MIA. Danny Johnson, Army. Floyd Jones, Coast Guard. Joseph D. Twitt, Army. Dale Lockhart, Army. John Martin, Army. Tommy McGregor, Navy. Junior O'Neill Mitchell, Army. Dick Murphy, Air Force. Herbert Pratt, Army. R.E. Rudd, Sr., Navy. George Spears, Army. Mickey Stone, Navy. Kenneth Sundberg, Air Force. John Vanderslice, Army and Air Force. H.M. Walding, Army. Doug Williams, Marines. At this time, if we have any other veterans or veterans family members, if you would please step forward. At this time, I present your veterans to you. Would you please remain standing with me right now as we're going to pray over our veterans, pray over their families today. Freedom is never free. Somebody had to pay the price for us to live in a country that's free. There are those that stand here, and they have protected the freedom that we enjoy. And we just want to say to each and every one of you, the sacrifices you have made, long hours away from your family, the uncertainty that you had faced. Because when you signed that bottom line, you were saying, I will give my life to protect the freedom of this country. We want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Please put your hands this way and pray with me. Father, grace and mercy. Lord, we want to come first and foremost to say thank you for the freedom that we have in you. For Lord God, you have liberated us, Lord God, from the tyranny of Satan and Lord God, from the torture of sin. Lord, you have brought forth a healing, Lord, and a virtue. We as a country, Lord God, have enjoyed the liberties Many countries do not. And Lord, we want to today, Lord God, lift up the families and those that are here representing families, the soldiers, Lord God, the men and women, Lord, that have protected and guarded, Lord, the freedoms that we have. I pray, Father, that they would be overwhelmed with your presence. There are those that are in this house today, Lord God, still suffering from the effects, Lord God, of their service and war, I pray, Father, for healing upon their minds, their bodies, and their spirit. Lord, there are still those in this room today that are, Lord, grieving over the loss of that loved one. I ask in the name of the Lord that you would comfort them. And Lord, we thank you today for what they have done through the power of your spirit and what has been accomplished, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, veterans. Thank you, families. You may be seated today. You may be seated today. I'm going to ask our ushers as the folks are being seated. I want to say first off, thank you uh, to Randall Mitchell for coordinating all this. I want to thank all of our team that participated in order to bring this service, um, this honoring service forward. Thank you. Thank you very much. How many know it's important just to give gratitude, to give honor where honor's due? And so we honor our veterans today. Just a moment, our, our kiddos are going to come up and sing. Um, but today we want to take up our, our morning tithe and offering. And so our ushers are here. If you're a guest with us today, would you take just a moment to fill out a Connect card that you'll find in front of you? If you haven't received a gift, we have one for you at the end of service. But right now, let's ask the Lord's blessing over the gift and the giver. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, today for your, for your mercy and, Father, for your grace. I pray, Father, that you'll bless this offering, Lord, to the furtherance of your kingdom. For, Lord God, there is great work left to be done. We know, Lord, that you paid the price, Father God, for the salvation. And, Lord God, we need to carry, Lord, this message throughout the entirety of the world. And so, Father, I pray your blessing, Lord God, upon this offering today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you give. We're going to ask our, our Pastor Carol and our kids to come up as they're going to minister to you. And just after they, they finish, we have a special speaker that's going to come and share his heart with you today, uh, Tim Gossett. Uh, as soon as they finish, they're going to come. And minister, minister uh, to you today. So I hope you're as excited as I am. God bless. We're missing half of our choir this morning, so we're counting on you to be the other half. So... Um, the kids know the verse a little bit, 
Would you join in, join in with us, please, by all means? And they know the chorus really well, and they've been singing it really loud, right? Okay, are we ready? Okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I got to come up and redeem myself. Andrew told me when I introduced Tim, I said, I hope you're excited as I am. And so I, I'm, I'm stepping out of the program, Randall. You'll take, we'll take it up afterwards. 
I want you to know I am extremely proud of this young man because God has a call upon his life and the power of God just flows not only to him but through him. And I believe he's going to, honestly, I believe he's going to touch your heart today because he's going to let the Holy Spirit speak through him. Could you with me welcome Tim up here today to minister the word? Yep, there I am. All right, let me set my water down. I get up here, I get nervous, and my mouth gets dry, so y'all bear with me. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank, I just, Randall, thank you. That was amazing. Um, the veterans. I want to thank the veterans because not only being a veteran, just um, thanking each and every one of you because we get to, to sit here today freely and worship God without any consequences because we have veterans that'll go out and protect our country and keep us free like that. So thank each and every one of you. Um, I wanna thank Mike and Andrea for giving me this opportunity and just believing in God and trusting that he believes in me and he has the faith in me and I, we have the faith in him for me to get up here. So, um, and I, I thank God. I thank God for changing my life every day and giving me the opportunity to get up here and speak God's word um, because uh, where I've come from to where I am now is not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be, and I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful to God. Um, I just want to open with a prayer. Uh, Lord God, we just thank you today. We thank you for this day. We thank you for what this day represents. Father, I thank you for being able to come here and worship you freely because of the men and women who sacrificed um, for us to be here. Lord God, I just ask that you fill this room with your spirit, with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that it just covers this room, opens our hearts and our minds to understanding. Lord, and just move me out of the way and let these be your words and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, when, uh, when Mike had asked me if um, I wanted to, well, he didn't ask me. He said, Tim, uh, going to preach on uh on veterans day and i was i was thinking he meant on a wednesday and um the wednesday before veterans day and then he would he would close it down on today but he said no sunday and i was are you sure so um but anyways the um i started praying to god and i started asking him um god what could i pray about what do you want me to to what message do you want me to bring and um obedient service to thinking about it and um and what more um what better way to represent veterans and veterans day than to to bring a message about obedient service because as a veteran that's what we did that's what we did when we served our country we were obedient and we served our country um obedience comply or willing to comply with orders or requests submissive to another's will service the action of helping or doing doing work for someone. When I think about that, I think about military service, and I think about why did we do it? Why, why did we serve our country? It's because we believed in our country. We love our country. And that's the same thing I thought about when I thought about why do we serve God? Why do we serve God?
because we love God. We believe in God. We believe in his word. We believe that it's the truth. And we believe in what he done for us. We believe in Jesus Christ. And it's something that we believe in. And when we believe in something, we move forward with it. Um, you know, and, and then I got to thinking, I was, I was like, well, you know, um, Adam and Eve, they come to, I don't know why, but obedient service, because they kind of fell a little short when it came to that. Um, they, uh, you know, because of their disobedience, we were, we were introduced to sin, just a mess of it. And, um, and I thought about, well, then I thought about, well, if Adam and Eve had been Cajun, we wouldn't have to worry about it. Because they wouldn't even have looked at the apple, they'd have just ate the snake. <laughs> so, um, anyways, that, that was, I, I had to throw that in there, um, kind of break the silence. So, anyways, so I started thinking about obedience, and I thought about God's word is full of obedience, full of obedient servants um, from the beginning to the end. Um, and I just picked a few, and I picked a few, and I thought, I thought, about, um, I thought about Noah building the ark. You know, he was, now that's obedient, because if it had been me, we'd have probably been with a cat and a dog, and that's about all we'd have had on that little boat that I'd have built. Um, but anyways, you know, people called him crazy. Um, you know, and he still stuck by obedience, obedience to God, obedience to his his word and served him by building this huge ship and, and bringing animals on there, um, two of each type, you know, and, and well, people called him crazy. They didn't understand what he was doing. They didn't understand what was this rain, this flood that was coming. Um, then I went to Abraham and, um, Abraham, man, I can't say that obedience. God asked him to sacrifice his son that he had prayed for, asked for, and was blessed with. Then he tells him to sacrifice. And without, a, without hesitation, without questioning, he got him, he loaded him up, and they were headed up there. I, I can't say I'd do the same thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I just, that's obedience to me, though. That's, that's true obedience. Um, and then David. Uh, I can't forget about David. Now, I was brave when I joined the army. I was brave when I went into Iraq. But I don't know if I'm brave enough to take five stones and go towards a giant. But he was, because he, he was obedient. His bravery come from his obedience. His obedience and his belief and his faith in God. And that's what should take us. That should take us. Our obedience, our faith, and it should run into our service to God. Um... And then I started thinking about and asking and praying, God, God, show me what is true service? What is true service? And I've prayed about this message and I've prayed about this message and I've ran through it and I, and I just, Jesus, Jesus showed how to be a servant. He showed how to be a servant when he washed the disciples' feet. What was he showing them? He was showing them that that you're not greater than him. He's not greater than you. I'm not greater than the one that sent me. Not speaking of me, Jesus. I'm not greater than the one who sent me, nor is the one that sent me greater than me. 
what he was trying to show them was that being a servant, well, let, let, me, let me follow it up with scripture real quick. Okay, John 13, four and five. Jesus rose from the supper. He laid aside his garment and took a towel and wrapped himself. Five says, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel with which he was wrapped. When this, when this part came to me, I didn't fully understand it, but I, I'll tell you, God is amazing. And, and the more between uh, the class that we're in and listening to Mike about, I was like, why did, why did, why did Jesus take that robe off? Why did he wrap himself in a towel? He took that robe off because the robe, they looked at him as a rabbi when he was in that robe. But when he took the robe off and he wrapped himself in a towel, now they looked at him as a servant. That's because that's how servants dressed. That's how servants served. It was when they, um, they came, they wrapped herself in a towel. He took himself a step down. And, and you think about it, and you think about, you know, I find myself sometimes asking, how smart is God? Yeah, he's pretty smart. He's pretty smart. He knows what he's doing. Um, there's, a, there's a reason behind everything that Jesus did. It wasn't, it was, it's just amazing. And the, and the, how he showed each, the disciples all the time through his works, through his perfectness on what he was doing. And it made sense. It, it broke it down to a, a Timothy level, if you say. You, um, so, and, and, and also, um, as he did this, what, what amazed me was through here it shows how much God loves each and every one of us because who's the one person's feet that he washed and it says as he washed their feet he looked into their eyes with love there was one person there that he washed his feet knowing that he was going to betray him that he was fixing to turn him in turn him over but he still washed his feet and looked into his eyes with love because that's God's perfect. We don't understand what perfect is. God can't be imperfect. God can't hate. God don't hate. God don't dislike. He's always full of love. No matter what we do in life, he's always looking at us with love. He's always wanting us to draw back away from what we're doing wrong or where we're going. He wants us to turn and come back to him and show it and see that love. We can't understand that love because I know if somebody was about to betray me, I don't think I could do it, guys. I'd, I'd probably have to say a couple words to him, like, hey, I, you know. <laughs> but um, that's not how God works. God works in perfect love. Um, but he showed service. What I'm, I'm kind of veering off, what he showed was service, and he showed us how to serve. And... Um, how do we serve? I'm glad you guys asked me that. Um, I got to thinking about it, and the, fir the, first, the first part of serving is when you walk through those doors. That's when you start serving. You come through those doors, and you sit in those seats. That's when you start serving. That's how it begins. And, that's, and, and I'll tell you, um, that's how it began for me, is 
is to walk through the doors and sit down and actually start to learn God's word, listening to it. Now, when I first started listening to, um, to preaching and I was in church and I, was, I, I wasn't learning very much, um, but as I begin to apply myself, as I begin to apply what I was hearing and begin to look for the answers, um, that's, that's where you begin to serve. That's how you begin to serve. Um, taking what we learn, what we learn here. Um, I know I preached a few Wednesdays, a couple months back, I think on a Wednesday, and I shared with them. Um, it was something that I had heard from another pastor. He said, if you know this much, share this much. If you know this much, share this much. And that, that's what's left up to us, is what we learn and what we find out, what we, what we truly take from, from the messages we learn, from life class, from, um, from uh, Bible studies, um, from just talking to each other. You know, teach each other. Tell each other what you know about God, about the gospel, about the word. Um, because I'm telling you, they, somebody might not know even if you know this much, they might not know that much. They might know this much, but that little part that you know, they might not know it. You know, teach each other. Build up the body of Christ. Um, pray for each other, always. Pray for our pastors. Pray for this church. Pray for the, each and every one of these seats to be filled with somebody that's excited ready to learn maybe don't even know Jesus yet pray for them seats to be filled with people that don't know him people to walk through this door that see us as an example of Christ and want to want to have what we have how's that guy so happy that's full of tattoos that I remember that guy he used to always want to fight somebody but now he wants to give me a hug you know um <laughs> you know um I want to know why well let me tell you why let me explain to you why. Why my heart used to be a brick. But when I found Christ, he turned it into a marshmallow. Um, <laughs> I, tell, I tell my wife all the time, I said, you know, I don't think I've cried as much in my entire life until I became a Christian. Once I became a Christian and God softened my heart, I I'll cry about anything. <laughs> Just about anything. And so, um, but... Um, and when you share the news of the gospel, that's, you know, that's service right there. When you share it, don't be like Mike introducing me. And, well, I'm excited about it. Be excited about it. <laughs> be excited about it. You know, when somebody's telling me a story, you know, or they're talking to me and they're telling me something that happened in their life, if they're just like, well, you know, You know, I'm kind of, I kind of veer off, and I was like, well, I was over here. But if they're like, hey, man, I'll let me tell you, I was right here, and when God came into my heart, my life changed, man, and let me tell you what's just been happening. You know, they're like, ooh, well, this guy's serious. You know, they want to hear it, so be excited when you, when you share the gospel, when you share the news, when you share any kind of scripture, when you share the word of God. Be excited about it. That's what we need is the excitement to come back. You know, church ain't boring. Church is what you make it. 
And when you're excited about it and you're bringing that, you know, Randall, Randall gets super. You ever heard that guy preach? Man, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you, um, Pentecostals know how to preach. They will get you, they will draw you in. You know, assemblies of God, you guys, you guys, I don't know what it is, man. It's just, the spirit is on y'all and you're just like, Like, whoa, you know, you just want to come close. You want to sit down up here. Um, so that's how it should be. When we, share, when we share the gospel, when we share the message, when we share the word, it should be exciting. People should want to sit down around you and like, what else is there? What? Okay. Um, and I don't know if you guys know it, but each and every one of you are gifted by God. God has gifted each and every one of you. And when I finally realized that, I realized, I was like, God God gifted me after all I've done? God's not worried about all I've done. He's worried about all I can do. And, um, and that's what happens when, when you start learning the word of God. Because when you're not learning the word of God, the enemy's not worried about you. He already has you. He's not worried about you. But when you start learning the word of God, that's when you're going to start hearing the enemy. He's going to start creeping into your ear telling you you're not good enough. You, you're not smart enough. You can't do this because of what you've done in the past. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've known me or ever knew me from my past, I, I didn't even think I could be here doing this. Um, I'll tell you... Um, I had a mother that prayed for me, um, and I had a wife that was obedient to God. Um, God told my wife when me and my wife knew each other in the past through addiction, um, and then my wife changed her life. She accepted Christ in her heart. And um, we crossed paths again. And God told her, that's the one, the numero uno. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and a lot of people doubted when she said, that's the one. And uh, I don't blame them because even I was like, what? Because let me tell you first what my wife prayed for. My wife prayed for a godly man a man that was going to love the Lord as much as she loved the Lord and that he was going to serve the Lord the way she wanted to serve the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you right now, when we met, I was not that man. I was nowhere close to that man. Um, I was on drugs. Um, I was drinking. Um, fighting was a hobby. Um, and I um, pride I was very prideful and so when people questioned her well they didn't question her they told her I think you might have heard God wrong <laughs> um, I was thinking the same thing um, me um, but I'll tell you God will pluck you from that situation because he will tell you 
this is not what I made you for. This is not what I intended you to be. This is not who I want you to be. You are an image of me, an image bearer of me. That's who I intended you to be. This is who I want you to be. And ladies and gentlemen, he will start changing you. And what's the first step to getting there? Accepting Christ in your heart. Accepting Christ in your heart, and then God will take care of the rest. I'm telling you, we, we think that the enemy will lie to people. Don't go through those doors because you, you can't be drinking alcohol. You can't be doing this. You can't be doing that. Folks, all we got to do is get them through the doors, and God will take care of the rest. Um, and God works off of our faith. I wanted to, um, I wanted to mention that today. Um, by being obedient, we walk in faith. We walk in faith that God has us. When God healed me, we went and seen an evangelist, and when he healed me, I walked up to the I walked up to the altar, not to be healed, because I didn't think I needed to be healed from anything. I walked up there to rededicate my life to the Lord. But the faith that evangelist had, when he was obedient to God, when he touched me, I'd seen him for weeks. I'd seen him for weeks healing people. And... um I always tell Andrew, I was like, I don't know, I thought it was shenanigans. And um, uh, I've seen this guy laying hands on people, um, healing people, telling people what was wrong with them before they even told him what was wrong with them. Um, looking, the shock in their face when he would tell them that it was something in their stomach, something in their lungs, something in their brain. And I was like, I think this is a setup. Um, <laughs> Uh, honest and um, but there was a part of me that was probably the size of a mustard seed that had faith in what he was doing was truly by God but I just went up there because he had he had said a couple things that was just I had to look at my wife and ask her have you been talking to this guy knowing <laughs> that that she hadn't because he doesn't walk in. He didn't walk in until after the music was almost done. He didn't speak to anybody because he didn't want people coming and talking to him and telling him, hey, can you lay hands on my mom or my dad or lay hands on me because this, he wanted the spirit to tell him. So when I walked up there, I wasn't walking up there to be healed because there wasn't anything wrong with me, right? Um, uh, <laughs> so I was walking up there to rededicate my life because I had... I had fallen short. And we fall short every day, but I fell short. Um, I had, uh, I'll just be honest, I had, I had been drinking a lot. I was um, abusing my pain medication. And um, that's exactly what he said. He said, there's somebody out here. He goes, you know, you might, you might have just been, you started drinking a little too much. And I was like, And he goes, and I don't know, he goes, I'm seeing, he goes, I'm seeing pain medicine, pain pills. Somebody's, somebody's abusing them. Babe, really? You know, um, <laughs> you're just going to throw our business out there like that? But I was, but I knew in my heart, 
And um, I knew that it was me that he was speaking to. And what happened? Immediately the enemy said, don't go up there. Don't go up there and embarrass yourself. Don't go up there and look like a fool. But that's when you got to, you got to block the enemy out. You, and, and that's exactly, I, was, I knew where I was going. I was going straight up there. God, I'm sorry. Look, I have, I have. And you don't have to tell God anything. He already knows. How many of y'all try to hide something from God? And then, you know, sometimes I think God's up there just talking to Jesus. He'll get it one day, I promise he'll get it. <laughs> Jesus is like, I know, that's, I, I, yeah. Um, but I get up there and um, uh, he's, not, he's not healing anybody. He's not laying hands on anybody. He's just rededicating people's life. He's... Um, uh, people that want to become a Christian want to give their heart to Jesus. He's going through them. And, um, and he touches me. He grabs my hand. And when he grabs my hand, that little mustard seed of faith that I had, that he was touching me for a reason because God had called him to touch me. And when he began to speak about my past, about my anger, and about the things that were going on in my life that the Satan had no hold on me no more, his face of a 55-gallon drum of mustard seeds was pouring out on me. Um, and, and I was healed. I was healed right then. And um, uh, when I tell you I was healed, it was something that ran through my body that the shenanigans that I was seeing was true. I was like, that's why they're doing that. Like, whoa. Like, honestly, um... It was just a, a surge. And I swear I was trying to rub my hair down. I don't have much of it, but it was, I, was, I swear it was standing straight up. And it wasn't, of course, I was, oh, what's going on? But I had no desire whatsoever um, to be the old me, to be who I was. And, um, if you guys don't go to life class, you're missing out. Because if you didn't know it, Andrea is a poet. And um, she had a poem this morning about the old man. And um, it, was, it was, man, God just works and he's, he, he don't make mistakes. And um, it, was, it was beautiful. And it just, you know, when we decide to change, when we give our hearts to the Lord, and we become this new person in Christ, we have less and less desire to be that old person. We have less and less desire. It just changes you. You have no desire to want to even be or do the things that that old person did. You want to become something new. You want this newness to grow. And the more you listen to the word and the more you listen to God, the more you begin to, to not hear them voices. The, the old you creeping up and talking and hey this is going to be cool let's go do this man you don't want to go in there it becomes it don't become days of hearing or 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 hours of hearing or or or, or a conversation it becomes just a as it starts to speak you you don't hear it you block it out in the name of jesus um 
you know, I hear people say, and I used to, I used to say it too. I used to say, well, God don't speak to me. I don't hear God telling me anything. It's because you're not listening. Um, God is speaking to you. God is drawing you every day closer to him. And he does speak to you. That small voice that you hear that tells you when you start to do something that you used to do maybe. And you hear that voice that says, mm-mm. That's the spirit of God speaking to you. That's the spirit's telling you, hey, no, no, but just like the other voices, the more you ignore them, the quieter it gets. You keep ignoring the voice of God, those voices of the Spirit, the voices you hear, the, the pulling, the quieter they'll get. But the more you embrace them, the louder they get. That small, still voice, next time turns into a boy. <laughs> You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. My bad. Um, and trust me if God can use me from where I've came from and he can pull me into somewhere and use me and have me service use service for him to build his kingdom because that's what the body of Christ is about the body of Christ is about service and if he can use me I promise you he can use any of you sitting out here today any of you um, don't let the enemy damper what you have because you do have gifts each and every one of us have gifts and what the enemy will try to do is to try to tell you that your gift ain't as good as her gift or his gift ain't as good as his gift or the gift that you have the service that you're doing ain't as good as the service he's doing because if he can draw you away and he can build jealousy then he's winning so what you do is you use those gifts. God will give you little things in the beginning to see how you're going to act or use those gifts. You know, use whatever he's asking you to do as in service. Ladies and gentlemen, he asked me to drive the church van. Like, what? You want me to drive me? And, you know, because um, he put it on my heart because I was seeing that the other guy, Ray, when he's not here, that there's people missing, that there's people not filling these seats because they didn't get to come to church because there's not anyone else that's driving the church van. And so I told my wife, I said, babe, I said, you notice when Ray's not here? I said that those the other people that are riding the van aren't here. And she goes, yeah. I said, well, I told her, I said, I think God's calling us to drive the church van. She goes, no, God's calling you to drive the church van. <laughs> And God put it on your heart. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So you want to help me out? So, um, you know, so I talked to, I talked to Ray and, um, and Ray said, get with Carol. And if your driving record's clean, then you're good to go. And I was like, maybe God didn't tell me to drive the church. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I did that, and I started driving church. And, and guys, I love it. I love it. I love to fellowship with the people we pick up. I love to hear their stories when we pick them up. I love to tell them um, to pray with them. Um, they pray for us. Um, we, we laugh all the way to church. We laugh all the way home. Um, 
we just were building a relationship with them and um and it's amazing i didn't know that there was it's not only your service benefiting but you'll benefit from your service um and um you know just like when jesus washed their feet um in um go over here to John real quick alright in John uh, got my glasses so um, in John 12 he says so when when he washed their feet and he put his garment and sat down again he said to them do you know what I have done to you you call me a teacher and Lord and you speak accurately for so am I if then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet so that you ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his, his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. Um, if you know these things, blessed are you you do them now I'm not telling you don't leave here and say brother Timothy said pastor's gonna wash our feet today that is not what I'm telling you although pastor has showed that servanthood before and I've heard stories about it and he has washed people's feet up here on the on up here and in front of people and that takes that takes humility that takes obedience that shows what kind of heart our pastor has. And it shows a servant's heart. And so when you have a teacher that's showing you something, how should we be as our one that is teaching us? So we should have a servant's heart. And I'm not telling you to go home and call your friends and say, I'm gonna wash your feet because that's what they told us today. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, as, as a body of Christ, we should lift each other up. We should pray for each other. We should be excited when we see each other. We should love one another because that's what God calls us to do. And, um, um, you know, I'm sorry. I just seen a really good friend over there. I was, I was amazed that he I was like, wow, sorry, got off track. Squirrel. Um, anyways, um, uh, so when... All right, so um, love, love. That's what I wanted to hit on is love. Is when me and my wife tell you that we love you, we mean it. We're not just saying it because we want to hear ourselves say it or we think that you want to hear it. When we say we love you and we listen to you, we want to know. If we ask you, are you all right? We want to know if you're truly all right. We want to know what's going on. We, not because we're nosy. Um, we, if, if we're, uh, maybe a little, all right. Um, we just, we just care about you. We care about you. We genuinely care about you and we love you. We want to, we want to give you advice. We want to get advice from you. We want to help you with whatever you might be going through. Um, we have been through a lot. Um, we've been through loss. We've been through We've been through loss, addiction. We've been through uh, 
not only the loss of our parents, we've lost our grandson. We've lost, um, we've been through just about any, anything that you can battle with. Me and my wife have been through it. Um, but God. And, and uh, if you've ever stopped and talked to us, or just, and some people might not want to talk to us because we will talk your ear off. Um, <laughs> because we get excited about what God's done for us. We get excited. So when you get excited and you want to tell them everything, and a lot of times it's a lot for somebody to handle because they'll be like, from this one, I want to see All right, man. So uh, anyways, uh, but you know, that's how we should be though. We should, we should be excited when, when we speak about what God's done for us and how, how he's changed our lives because that's honestly what drew me into God is when I started learning about what God's done for people and they start, I start healing, hearing their testimony, how God has changed their life and how, what God's done for them. I'm like, I wonder if God will do that for me. You bet he'll do it for you, I promise you. And all it takes is the first step is when, and I'll tell you right now, I promise you I know my pastor, I know him. He is gonna do an altar call. He does it all the time and I praise God for that. When he does an altar call, when he asks you to come down here, if you don't know Christ, and you, come down here. Come to the altar. Accept Christ. Don't let the enemy begin to speak to you and tell you, don't go down there, man. Because I'm telling you, that's what happened to me. You know, I was, I was 35 years old before I came to Christ. 35. Thank you, Jesus, that I didn't die before that. Um, but I was 35, and even when the altar call was made, Satan began to speak to me because there again, I always said God didn't speak to me. God was speaking to me that day. Come down here. Come down here and get to know me. Come down here and find out who I am, what I can do for you. Come down here and let me love you. Because a lot of times that's what we do. We don't let God love us. We block God out. God loves us all the time, unconditionally. You know what unconditionally means? Man. I just, I don't even know if I could love somebody unconditionally. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe my kids. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, that, that, is, a, that is a strong love. So I'm just, you know, <laughs> that, is a, that is a strong love. That's a grandkid kind of love right there. Um, we'll put it that way. Um, that's an unbreakable love. There's no conditions in his love. You don't have to do something for him to love you. You don't have to save or tell the gospel to 50 people for him to love you he loves you no matter what he loves you when you're messing up he loved me when i was doing drugs when i was drinking alcohol when i was being a heathen he loved me um but here's the deal um i was going somewhere with that um, I don't know where that went. All right, so anyways, but he, he loves us unconditionally, like I was saying. He loves you no matter what, no matter what you're doing, and he wants to know you. So when, when, when Mike asks you to come to, and, and it's not just for today. 
Don't let Satan get in your head. Don't let the enemy tell you, don't go down there. Don't do this. Don't. They're never going to accept you. Who cares if anybody accepts me as long as God loves me and I accept him in my heart? The enemy will try to distract you. Um, he tried to distract me, you know. Uh, pride was my biggest thing. You could ask any one of my kids. Um, I would, I, guys, I would, I would, I was just a, a knucklehead. Um, I would, to protect my pride, I would, I would do anything look like the bigger man the tougher man I'd get more tattoos I'd lift weights I would fight more people um, and um, and I would just take that in as that's what made me somebody but that ain't what made me anything um, what made me somebody was when I gave my life to Christ and I started following his word and I started figuring out what it truly meant to be somebody that I could take all that, that pride, all that anger, all that, the way I was raised, and I could set it aside, and God to take me and say, this is what I meant for you to do. This is who I meant for you to be. This is the example I meant for you to set for your kids a long time ago. So go out and set this example for your grandkids. Set the example for your kids now. Change. It's never too late to change. You don't always have to be who you used to be. And as us, as a body of Christ, the body, you know that we're, we're saints. There's scripture. And, and I never thought I would say that in the same sentence my name Timothy Gossett is saint so things are getting really good when you come to Christ um, so um, it says in Ephesians 4 11 to 12 it says he gave some to be apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints now see I just told you who the saints were we're the saints for the equipping of the saints we're gifted. Remember I told you earlier that each and every one of us are gifted by God? Um, and guess why he equipped the saints? Mm, this gets good. <laughs> For the working of the service and the building up of the body of Christ. That we are gifted and that each and every one of us can use the gift God gave us. I promise you, you're gifted by God. There is something. Oh, look at me. I'm up here preaching a message. Wow. That's, that's exciting to me, guys. That's so each and every one of you have a gift. You have a gift, that a calling that God has put on you to build up the body of Christ. Not only build up the body of Christ, and you know how you build up the body of Christ? You build up the body of Christ in here and out there. And what we do in here and what we learn in here and then we take out there begins to draw people to us because they see, they see that likeness in us. They see that godliness in us and they want, to, they want that. I promise you, every knucklehead out there wants to know how that guy is so nice and still has everything. I promise you. Um, but, you know, and, and 
and we're called to use those gifts. And if you don't know what your gift is, pray about it. Pray about it. Ask God to show you. He'll show you. He'll speak to you too, I promise. Just open your ears and listen to him. Open your heart and listen to him. Open your heart and, and just be obedient. When he tells you something, be obedient. And you'll see that it becomes easier and easier every time God puts something on your heart. Okay, all right. Drive the church van. Okay, God. All right. Go up there and preach. Okay, God. I got it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, um, it's just, and it doesn't matter. It, you, your service counts anywhere you do it. You know, the, um, the food drive we do out here for the food bank. That's service. Um, greeting, that's service. Um, what they did today, just orchestrating this amazing thing for the veterans, what Randall did today, that's service. Randall, Randall is an amazing teacher. Um, we're in, it, I'm just promoting his class, just letting you know because it is amazing and um, we'll, it's an eye-opener. He teaches... Um, he teaches a class out there for um, ministry. And um, not saying you have to be ministers or you have to be a preacher or anything, but that class will just enlighten you. It will open your eyes to things that you're just... It will, and, um, but what he does is service, and thank you. Um, changing the trash in the bathroom, cleaning up the vacuum in the floor, that's service. And don't let, like I said, don't let Satan tell you that, well, he's driving the church van, but I'm vacuuming the floor. That's not, no. All of our service put together builds up the body of Christ. So, um, and, I, and I love the spirit. I'm just telling you now, I love the spirit because part of my notes I didn't even get to, uh, I didn't, didn't even read, you know, I looked at them and then there's things that I wanted to tell you that I've skipped already, but the spirit, the way the spirit works and he feels you because there's something that the spirit knew that you needed to hear, not what I thought you needed to hear. And um, um, the main thing is just that God picks, when he picks for service, let me finish up here, um, just real quick. He doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And um, and there's a couple examples I want to give you real quick. Is um, as I close up here, um, Peter. Peter. Peter denied him three times, and he knew Peter was going to deny him three times. And um, that evangelist I was telling you about, he. Um, he talked about Peter, and I just want to share it with you. Peter was probably the worst swordsman in the world. I mean, um, they came to take Jesus, and um, Peter pulls his sword and cuts the guy's ear off. You know, and, and what was funny about it is he said, uh, he said, could you just imagine the look on Jesus' face? What are you doing? No, that, we're not doing that. We're not. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here, let me put that back. Hey, Peter, put that up. You know, so... You know, um, he, doesn't, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So um, uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, but Peter eventually ended up standing and proclaiming the gospel on the day of Pentecost. Peter was a great obedient servant. 
You know, he might not have been at the beginning, but are any of us at the beginning? Some of us, some of us are, some of us are. Um, but I know for me, I wasn't an obedient service to the Lord for 35 years. And then um, even, even when, I became, when I became saved, I still made mistakes, but I repented for those mistakes. One thing, one last thing I want to share with you. I just think this is important. And, um, you know, I used to say that I was a recovering alcoholic or a recovering addict or, you know, and I'm not. Yes, I did drugs. Yes, I drank alcohol. And yes, I was an alcoholic. Yes, I was an addict. But I'm not recovering anything. I used to be an addict, I used to be an alcoholic, but I was healed by God, so now I'm cleansed. Um, so I'm gonna give it to a pastor and let him take over from here. Just remember. We're going to do something this morning. Thank you, Tim. Fantastic job. Glory the Lord was in a meeting we were in this week, Andrew and I. The Lord's going to, he's going to touch some people in this altar today. Your life is about to be changed. I so appreciate the fact that what Tim brought forward in that Christ took the robe off, put the towel on, and he got down, and he began to wash the feet. See, every time you get in that van, Tim, you're washing feet. Every time you go to Bible's Burgers, you're washing feet. Every time you teach that class, you're washing feet. But see, what Christ did is he showed us something there so powerful. He didn't define himself by the service. He elevated that place of service. He lifted it up. He was the greatest one in the room, but he took the robe off, and he took the lowest position in the room. What was he showing us? For God sees us all without partiality. Glory the Lord filled the room that we were in meetings that Andrew and I attended in Austin this week. It's such a profound revelation. It brought such liberty to me that's going to bring liberty in this house. Church, we need the glory of God. See, what Jesus was showing us by washing the feet is he was taking the highest position, but he also took the lowest position. And what he brought forth was equality. There are those of you sitting in this room right now, and your greatest struggle is you don't feel you're equal with your neighbor. You don't feel you're equal with persons next to you. It is the elephant in the room 
It is the distraction and the barrier. It is what is preventing you from stepping and being all that God has called you to be because you're always measuring yourself to someone else and you never ever feel like you have enough or are enough. But what did Jesus do? The glory was in the room. And he elevated the servant. And he brought forth in that room equality. Somebody needs to hear it because that voice has spoken into your heart too long. And you're wondering, why can I hear the voice of God? You can't hear the voice of God because you're always listening to the voice of inequality. You're listening to the voice of insecurity telling you you've got to elevate, you've got to elevate, you've got to elevate. Always promoting you in these areas. I've got to validate, I've got to assure, I've got to make sure they understand. But never, ever, ever feeling like you measure up to the one next to you. God's going to release it in this house today. There's healing in this room. There's healing in this room right now. We're going to lay hands upon you, and you're going to be delivered from this spirit that has lied to you. As I was driving home last night, the Lord told me in this service today, there are those that have suffered from PTSD, either related to your time in service in the military or a tragic event that has happened in your life. And now... You suffer with that. You're going free today. God said, I'm going to deliver those who suffer from PTSD today. See, that's also another voice that's speaking into your life, into your heart, telling you, speaking to you, you're broken. You're broken. Your mind is broken. Your, your mind is broken. You don't measure up. You'll never be equal. I'm saying to you, Jesus came and he brought equality. He brought equality. To the servant and to the mat, he brought equality into the room. If you will get this, God is going to speak it to you. It's going to revolutionize who you are. You're not going to be the same when you leave here today. You're not going to see things the way you see things before because you're not going to be listening to the voice that is always telling you you will never, ever, never, never measure up. No matter what happens, no matter what you do, how hard you work, you'll never, ever measure up. That voice will be gone and replaced with the voice of God. And those of you that have suffered and thought, I'll never be set free from this PTSD because the trauma is too great, you're going free today. You're going free today. You're going free today. You're going free today. There is liberty in this house. There's liberty in this house right now. Now, I don't mean any disrespect, but to keep from burning the house down, I'm going to blow these candles out because we're going to have an altar call, okay? I want you to stand. I want Billy. Billy, come help me this morning if you're still here. In fact, Pastor Angel, would you roll this over there for me? Thank you. Merciful God. Mighty God. I cannot leave this house this morning with someone still walking in that place. And that voice always telling you you'll never make it and you'll never measure up. Tim, where are you at?
Vaughn, where are you at? Come. You're going to stand. You're going to help me this morning. Now, Tim, when you were out on drugs, alcohol, doing all those things, you know what you were portraying? You were portraying the imposter of who you're really called to be. See, the fear that keeps trying to convince you that you're not who you're supposed to be, that is the imposter. It's the enemy. It's the imposter. That's not who you're called to be. That's not who you are, child of God. That's not who you're meant to be. You're living in that fear, that anxiety, that worry, that stress, the, 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 all of that. That's the imposter. Who are you? You are as he is in this world once you accept him as your Lord and Savior. If you need freedom and say, God, I need that word resonates with me right now. That word resonates with me right now. I'm not leaving this house. I'm coming to get what you want from me right now. Come on, come on. Equality, quality, quality. Come on, come on. God's gonna, God's gonna, there's gonna be liberation in these altars today. Thank God that this service was put together because God wants you. He wants you right now. Come on, come on. Don't leave this altar till you get prayed for. There's others, there's others. Come on. Come on, it, it's, it doesn't make all that much sense right now, but it's, it, if you'll think about it, if you'll stop and listen to it just for a minute, it, it's that little voice that just keeps coming every time God pours His Spirit out or there's a, there's a call to ministry or there's a call to purpose or the Lord asks you something. It's always that voice that says, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. God is bringing equality in this house into your heart and life. Come on. Come on, if there's some worship team that need to come and help, uh, Billy, please come help him this morning. We're not going to leave this house like we came. Come on. Come on, we're going to leave different today. Come on, Andrew, come help me. Pastor Angel, come help me. Put your hands up here this way. Let's begin to pray. Come on. Come on. Help them out right now. Come on. Let's build an atmosphere of faith. Let's let faith begin to arise. Just imagine if it was your child, if it was your husband, if it was your daughter. Come on. There's liberation. I need something lively and uplifted right now because God is going to move in victory in this house. Come on. Just begin to praise. Just begin to pray. There's freedom in this house. There's freedom in this house. If you need freedom, get down here right now. Father, in the name of Jesus.
that one in the house this morning. That's dealing with that PTSD. You didn't respond. The Lord's saying, I want to, I'm going to set you free. I'm going to set you free. If that's you, I want you to come right now. Come on. If you're in this house right now and that you know God's dealing with you, come on. You're not going to view yourself as broken anymore because God's healing you. Come on. Come on. Jacqueline, there's freedom. There's freedom. There's freedom. Somebody else. Somebody else right now. Come on. Come on. God loves you. You're going free. You're going free, brother. Come on. I feel like there's somebody in the, still in the balcony needs to be down here. Hey, um, I just, real quick, when he's talking about PTSD and being healed by PTSD, um, I know that we, when we suffer from PTSD, we take medicine. 
the VA will just give us medicine and, and psyche valves and medicine and medicine. And trust me, I was one of those veterans that took medicine. And even if you're not a veteran and you suffer from PTSD, from trauma, and they give you medicine and they give you medicine and they give you medicine. When I told you that evangelist healed me, that's what he healed me from. I took medicine from 2006 all the way until a year and a half ago, psyched meds, six meds a day. And if I didn't take it, I would destroy my house. I would, I would just go crazy. I would just be angry. I'd look down, see my shoe untied and just flip out. But when he grabbed me and he healed me in God's name, in Jesus' name, and he healed me in the name of Jesus, I haven't taken one pill since then.
what a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is, nothing good sadly claims. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. somebody in this house this morning you right now you have such excruciating pain in your knees I think your right knee more than your left but it is it is because of arthritic pain where are you at come Somebody in this house right now, you've got a, feels like somebody took a knife and just drove it into your temple. It's that sharp. Where you at? Where you at? Bet you get down here. If you've got arthritic pain in your body, I believe the Lord is healing right now. Come on. When I got fingers pointing, people know. Come on. It's like, why are you sitting there? Come on. Come on. Let's, let's just flow with the Spirit, okay? Let's just, let's just move as God moves, all right? If this is bizarre to you, then just don't worry. We're, you're going to get used to it. Come on. Put your hands this way. Guys, I need, I need my, my guys walking behind. I don't want anybody worried about if the Lord touches them, if they're going to fall. I need you to, I need you to help me. Thank you, Jesus.
What a powerful name it is, the name. 
Come on, sing it together. There is power. Think about it. In the name of Jesus. There is power. In the name of Jesus. To break every chain. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Thank you so much for being in this house this morning. Thank you for your beautiful faces shining back at me. 
Thank you, team, for putting this together. Thank you, Tim, for bringing such an anointed message. I just want you to know that we are wholly committed to your freedom. It is for freedom God has set us free. We are committed to your freedom. I'm going to ask Andrew to come right now. She's going to close us out, give you some instruction. She didn't like to instruct, but anyway. Praise the Lord. How many of you are thankful for all that God is doing? I mean, you know what? What would happen if we just came and every time just said, welcome, Holy Spirit? Come, Holy Spirit, come. You know, God can do more in just one moment in his presence than we can do with a thousand words, a thousand sermons. He can do more to bring us together as a body, practicing service and honoring one another, preferring one another. That all happens in his spirit. I could get you on some program of do this and do that, and you could work that program from now until Jesus comes. And still, I can only move you a fraction of an inch toward transformation. That's what we call rehabilitation. I'm not looking for rehabilitation. Y'all are way too hopeless for that. I'm looking for a total revolution of the inner man that so gets on the inside of you, your outside just has no problem following suit. That's what the gospel is about. It's not about fixing people up so there'll be better versions of themselves. It's taking hearts of stone and turn them into marshmallows. It's taking people who are nobodies and making them into somebodies. You have no excuse as to why you can't do something for God when the God who is all powerful lives right in the midst of us and he desires to bestow good gifts on his children. I'm supposed to give you giving the announcements. That's how announcement I announce to you God is good. I announce to you that I believe God's on the move in this house and the greatest days of the church are right straight ahead because the greatest people in the church are right here there's a lot of stuff going on good in this church find the bulletin or we don't even have those anymore look up there when they start scrolling them but the women today are going to snuffers right they're going if you want to know some wonderful women I'll be there you know so I may, I may dial down the energy, but there are going to be some good women there too. You can come meet them. What else is going on? Oh, today, you're wondering. We are, we are helping to support buying coats for the Nepalese. Isn't that fun? Today, when you stop by that table and you buy some things, and if you say, I don't want anything on the table, that's fine. Just give your money. And then she can sell the wares on down. But whenever you give, those monies go. Look, winter coats and Bible fundraiser. This is for Nepal. How many, what's in Nepal? Somebody tell me. What, what else is there famous? And Mount Everest. So it's cold, isn't it, Kenny? We need some coats, don't we? So go out there and stop by the table. What else is there? This would help if I had my notes with me good stuff going on. 
We're going to see you back here. Oh, our missions team. How many of y'all, you'll pray with us, right? How many? Get our missions team up here. We're going to I want you to look at our faces. So when you're praying this week, you're going to be praying for us. We're closing right now. We're going to be going into some dark areas in Mexico, central Mexico. We are going to be going to a, a city where the it's the highest sex trafficking city in the world. Not Mexico, the world. We're going there to shut down business. You know? Come on, we're going to need some prayer. Who else is going with us? We're going to believe God's going to pour out His Spirit. We're going to, all these people are going to be anointed. Signs and wonders are going to follow those that believe. How many of y'all agree with this? Right? I'm starting to feel all camp meeting you with you playing like that, Billy. Okay. We're going to close in prayer. This is a team that's going to Mexico. Extend your hands this way as we end in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve in your kingdom. God, I thank you, God, that you're going to give us traveling mercies, that you're going to go before each one of us, God, that you're going to anoint us to speak the words, God, of your spirit, and you're going to endue us with power from on high, God. When we lay hands on the sick, they're going to recover, Lord God. You're going to give us prophetic words. You're going to give us words of knowledge. You're going to cause us to walk in an anointing that breaks the strongholds, God. We declare it and we receive it because we don't have to ask if it's your will. We know that it's your will. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of Jesus and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you, Lord. We thank you for this day that the Lord has made, God. We will rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, amen.